1: Welcome to Lost in America, episode 69. My name is Turner Sparks in Hanoi, Vietnam. My name is Michael Kaplan in Long Island City, United States of America. Yeah, the good old USA. USA, baby. On the podcast today, we have the writer of the Abu Dhabi Bar Mitzvah, Adam Levinson. Fantastic writer. I knew Adam in China. Adam... First, he lived in the Middle East. He went through. He, his goal was to go to the most dangerous countries in the world, and then after he did that whole thing, he he moved to China, and then he wrote a book about it. The book just came out. It's killer. It's just got reviewed by the New York Times. Cap, it's a fantastic book. Yeah, You're get I, saw, to I, talk to him. I thought his goal was to be the like uh, to to be the, the founding member of the uh, Lost in America book club because that's the most on-brand book possible. You're right. I think the Abu Dhabi Bar a Jew travel, lost in the Middle East, basically. And, and then lived in China. Uh, like He it's, literally it's, hits every one yeah. of our, our themes. Checks all the boxes. Checks every single possible box. Do so you think that if we call our friends over at Amazon, we can have – you know Oprah's book club has a special stamp on the books so people know when they're in the bookstore, this is an Oprah book club. Maybe we can get uh, call Mr. Bezos up. Maybe we can put that on, the, um, on this book, I the think- uh, Lost in America book club. That's a brilliant cool. idea. That might be a billion dollar idea. <laughs> billion we need to start dollars. a book club. <laughs> cha ching, cha ching. All right, done. Right. We, <laughs> we need to get this pod to the place where if we anoint a book, it goes to number one on the bestsellers list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, last week we anointed the Book of Mormon. I've heard it's doing well, it's so. doing very well. We anointed uh, Michael H. Weber. Now he's nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, congratulations. He's got a nominee, and if we, 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 you know, the voters are listening, so we got to make our voice heard and see if I give him a win now. Exactly. We don't want losers. Well, yeah, we do do not accept losers on this podcast, so he's got to win an Oscar for the disaster hours. Congratulations, Weber. So, a couple dates to announce. We're going to get to Lost in America, but it's not even in America. I'm going to be, I'm lost in Vietnam this week. Cap, I got a million things that have happened to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm not lost anymore because I, Randy came home. And I feel, like, so found, so to speak, because I got all this time now. Oh, good. The kids, I got, like, the, 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 place, uh, the place that looked like a tornado last week, I did. I hired the cleaning lady, came on. He was like, you know when you have a high school party and you just, like, everyone puts the, uh, you know, the parents are coming home, let's do it quickly, and you put everything everything under the rug? Yes. That was us. We were, we were scrambling to get everything together. I said, this was too much, called the cleaning lady. You and the she kids? She came in, the place looked... Yeah the, yeah, the kids, they, they were useless. I was trying to get them to help me clean. <laughs> cleaning, lady, play, ma- Clean this place up. It looks like uh, Randy never left. Uh, tornado averted, crisis averted. And now it's just like I, I have all this time at night. It's very exciting to be like, oh, I could, like, do something. So I forgot what that was like for, like, over a week of – Look at you. You're uh, a man about, about to town. No dad, so. as, as long as yeah, Randy – Yeah, even, even work doesn't seem bad or even anything. You know, it's, it's great. Hey. Go to the gym, whatever. As long you, as, never long as Randy good. never listens to this podcast, she won't know – what happened while you were gone? Shit, she does listen. While she was gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I'll delete this episode when it comes up on her, on, her, on her phone real quick. Good idea. Get her phone, delete her feed. That's a good idea. But, okay, so a couple dates. To an I'll press play first. Go on. <laughs> press, exactly. First of all, I've had fantastic shows. I was in Hong Kong last weekend. I was in Vietnam. I was two nights in Saigon, a night in Hanoi last night. Tons of, crap, tons of pod listeners came out. Tons of podcast listeners came out to the show. We have we were were big with the Viet Cong. We're we're big with the VC. We're like the new Jane Fonda. We're huge there. Charlie loves us. Hanoi Jane loves us. We are big (laughs) up here. So shout out to all them. Shout out to Dan Dockery, who put my shows on here. Shout out to Nick Ross, who put them on in Saigon. Should we get to Lost in Vietnam? I'm going to do Lost in Vietnam this week. We're not Lost in America. I'm Lost in Vietnam. Should we get to that? you're, You're Hanoi Turner. Take it away. No way Turner. Let's play the lost in Vietnam music. Hey.
0: Vietnam, Vietnam, Vietnam,
1: Vietnam, Vietnam,
0: Vietnam.
1: All right. We're back. Kaplan. I'm lost in Vietnam this week. I don't know if you followed the news or if this news even made it to the United States, but let me just tell you what happened on my Tuesday night. I'm doing the math. It was Tuesday night here in Vietnam. I'm sitting in my hotel room around four o'clock in the afternoon, five o'clock in the afternoon. I hear a big, like a cheer, like a cheer come out outside my window. Like a, you know, they were, they were watching uh, they just got the Super Bowl and just saw the Eagles win on a delay there. That's or, or, that yes. Or, or, or just saw the NFC East title game and saw the Eagles win that. Yeah. I, That's I my it. first thought, or maybe it's a Sixers game Eagles in Vietnam. Or maybe it's a Sacramento Kings loss and they're rooting because, you know, they're they want to get the draft pick. Big. But right, 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 Okay. I don't know. So then I so but I don't think anything of it. About ten minutes later I hear another cheer. Bah Seven, eight, ten minutes after that, another one, bah! And I'm like, oh, all I can think of is I must live next to a soccer stadium. I must be staying next to a soccer stadium, you know? And there's some local game going on or something. So I look out my window. I can't see a stadium. I see these construction workers, and they're just going about their business. They keep doing construction, so it doesn't seem too crazy. Ten minutes after that, another cheer, bah! And then 20 minutes later, it's crazy. It's madness, like ba bah, 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 bah. bah, bah. I look out my window and I hear honking. Bam, 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 bam. And then I look down the street. I'm on the eighth floor. I've looked out down to the street and people are on scooters driving through the streets with Vietnamese flags. Is the was was war over? Did this just end? <laughs> well, I, I, think I think the opposite. I think the revolution's beginning. I don't know what's happening. But in my head, it's like, oh, man. I came on the exact date when some there's some new government, there's some new regime, and I got I got to get out of here. You know, so all I can think of is like it seemed it. I'll be honest, it seemed very dangerous. It seemed like some underway. I don't know if it's an Arab Spring or what it is, (laughs) but there's some change of government happening on the streets. So this is now it's like five thirty at night. I have a show at eight o'clock. I'm like probably the show's canceled, but I got to get down to the street. To find out what's going on so i walk down to the street and i get there and a lady hands me a flag a vietnamese flag just hands it to you just hands it to me and i'm like okay so but literally i don't I, I will put pictures on our site i'll put pictures on on our twitter on our facebook it's you can't get through the street it's crowded with people with vietnamese flags and then she says to me, she goes, $5. I'm like, okay, well, no, I don't want your flag for $5. But then <laughs> I. I'm, she was like trying to protect you. Like they're about to shoot everyone who wasn't a sympathizer with the. Well, that's the flag what it or, seemed like to me. Yep. And then I'm, I'm like, well, there's a revolution happening. But then when she says $5, I'm like, oh, she's not a communist. You know, this is a very capitalist move to charge someone right. $5 to take a flag if we're all fighting for the revolution. And so then I, I felt a little better because I'm like, okay, well, it's probably not a revolution if they're still charging. If, they're, if, they're, if right. they're trying to make a buck off of whatever's happening. And so then I find a guy and I'm like, what is going on? A guy finally, I find a guy who speaks English. I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, oh, it was a soccer uh, game, football match. He says football match. I'm like, oh, okay. but like against another country, like Vietnam played somebody. Yes. Or, or so, a professional. but I don't know. So okay. I'm like, oh, it must be whatever. Like it's a, obviously the world cup is not going on. It's the Asian finals. I'm thinking Asian finals. And so I'm like, is it Asian finals? And the guy goes, uh, Asian semifinals. All right. But I cannot downplay. I, mean, they're, I can't. Yeah. They're, a little, they're a little too happy. I'm just going to say I'm going to bet against them in the finals because they're a little too happy to be winning the semifinals. Exactly. Very, like the, whole st- the whole city is going ballistic. So then I'm like, oh, Asian semifinals. Uh, of what? Like, what is it? And he goes, oh, under 23. <laughs> Wow, the future is bright in Vietnam. Yeah, so it's the under twenty three Asian semifinals. I'm like, who do they beat? He goes Qatar. <laughs> so it's uh, that's. I mean, that's that's the big heavyweight they beat. That's it. Qatar. The, it's absolutely famous football powerhouse. Well, no, it's like I mean, so like the Eagles just made it to the Super Bowl, right? I'm still I'm still celebrating. We haven't got to the game yet, and you know, like I'm sure if you were like a foreigner and you were in Philadelphia and you watched like thousands of people pour out on the streets and people are climbing up telephone poles and acting like total maniacs, you might be a little bit confused because like we didn't actually... We're, we're the same... We're amateurs, just like the Vietnamese. We haven't actually oh, won the championship yet. yes. But, um, but you it's you're saying it's the under-23s, it would almost be like if draft night, we had a really good draft and we went out and rampaged down the... Like it's that's not, a, great, the that's actually, a great analogy. And Cap, I will <laughs> say... Or like your say. minor league baseball team, like the Phillies minor league, the, the Iron Valley, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs of... Won the uh, minor league title, and we go nuts, go go apeshit. It would be like if the Sacramento Rivercats, the Triple uh, River G- H San Francisco City, yeah. Giants, if we won the, the Pacific Coast League, which we do yearly, but we act like we've been there before because we have, so we don't, you know. Yeah, exactly. You dominate. Yeah. great dynasty we all know about. It's a big, big-time dynasty in Sagtown, but... I did see, I, you mentioned it, but I did see a guy. A guy. I have video of it. I was taking video of everyone in the streets because it was going so nuts. And right as I was in the middle of my video, this guy just ran up a, a, a tree. He took a Vietnamese flag and climbed a tree and got to the top of the tree and was waving the what? flag. I'll post it. It's insane. Wow. Well, see, so the Vietnamese in Philadelphia, the police tried to prepare and they were like Criscoing all the trees and telephone poles so you couldn't climb on top of them. But the Philadelphia, you, you can't. Keep, we're we're good climbers apparently. So I, I don't know. I'm assuming in Vietnam actually the way that would went to work either they they were good. Uh, no, they were the war well they, they weren't they, prepared. They, didn't get around obstacles. they were not prepared for the madness. But also the people did not didn't, There was they did not Crisco the trees. People were climbing yeah. everywhere. Do you know when? So when is the final gonna be when you're there or are you gonna be gone? Well, the final will be it, – it will have already happened by the time this podcast comes out. That's the only problem. But, I mean, you won't be able to go to it. There's no way you can go to the final. No, but here's the it. crazy. The final's in China, and so now all these Vietnamese people are Ooh. doing, like, road trips to China. It's very much like going to the BCS championship. They're like, fuck it. Are they going. playing China? No, it's just playing? the whole tournament's in China. They're playing Azerbaijan, I believe. Oh, wow. Big big, big big marquee matchup. I wonder if I can get that in America. Which here's, the, here's my final. Under-23 game. Here's my final loss in, in Vietnam of this. Azerbaijan beat South Korea to get into the finals, which seems unbelievable because South Korea is like a pretty much a powerhouse in the World Cup. Yeah, I guess they traded away a lot of their under-23 guys to get, you know, win now guys or something. I don't know. Well, Apparently. What I thought is deep, maybe they moved up. They might have moved up their under-23 guys. Like right, the, is that what teams do? Like, if you actually, if they're good, they don't play? Like, you don't play, if the All-Star Game and the Rising Stars Challenge in the NBA, like, if you're a superstar already, exactly. like you don't? I think that's it. Oh, uh, yeah. With well, I, okay, I will say this, because we have some Vietnamese fans listening now, because I, I I had some pretty good shows. We got a lot of people listening to the pod, so I was like, right, congratulations. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely rooting for Vietnam in that final. I fucking hate Azerbaijan with every, <laughs> yeah. every, soul my, every, every, Everything in my body hates them. I've always hated them. It's been a lifelong rivalry between Kaplan and Azerbaijan. Oh, such hatred. And and they're like the Georgetown of uh, Asia. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. That was, that's, that's my loss in Vietnam. Next week, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to Thailand and then I'll be in Singapore. Oh, here's one thing I have to say. This Saturday night, I will be in Shanghai recording my live album, my first live album at the Kung Fu Comedy Club in Shanghai. Get tickets at KungFuComedy.com. It is getting packed, but get them. If, you, if no one shows up, I've been saying this online, if no one shows up, I'm, I'm going to be forced to pump in a laugh track, and that's not a good look. I don't want to have to do that. No. So right. get there. And people who show up, make sure you're laughing. Make sure you're get laughing. Big. Drink minimum. Yes. Come happy. No, there's no drink minimum. This is China. Whatever. You can drink oh, whatever you want. That's, but, oh, all right. It's the communism. So anyway, it's going to be packed. It's packed out. <laughs> We're having a blast. All right, Cap, should we get to our guest? Yeah. What about our, our sponsor? Ant? Oh, our I, apps, I apologize. Ins is an app. <laughs> still an app. It's still an app. You can get in the app store or wherever you find apps. It is up to five-minute audio recordings. That can be voice. That can be jokes. That can be music. That can be, music, that can be uh, your order. If you don't trust the uh, the the waiter who just took your order, you can ins it and then play it back later if, when it's time to pay the bill. If you didn't, you know, if it didn't work out. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to ins if you're somewhere in uh, if you're somewhere around the world and a near riot breaks out because an under twenty three team is uh, has won a game. Ins it. Yeah, ins is the perfect app for that. It's perfect. All right, Adam Levinson. All right, let's let's, uh, let's bring Adam in. Or he... Fly him in, or what are we doing? Are we flying back? What are we doing? How are we going to see him? Yeah, well, this is a couple weeks ago, so through the the space-time continuum, he will be here. We're going to go back in time now and go say hi to our our good friend, Adam. Yes, we're going to be very much back to the future. Let's get to Adam.
2: With our guest Adam Levinson. <laughs> Adam, welcome to the show. So great to be here. Yeah, no missile flying or anything.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, we are now February 7th, so it's been a few weeks. That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> no, we are recording awesome this in advance. We will say we're recording this in advance. The Abu Dhabi Bar Mitzvah. I'm still I thinking get, about it regardless. I'll I want to get right into your book. Okay. Right. I mean, I know I'm jumping in here, but we've, we've known each other for a while from China. From I don't China. know if you knew that, Cap. Yeah, we... No. I assume ever, actually everybody you've met in China. All so roads right. lead you people America, to the right? Kung Fu
2: Comedy Club. Yes. And then yeah. through it, and then out of it. And then through it, and then
1: out of it, and then <laughs> people either um, crash and burn and do absolutely nothing with their life, or they're Adam Levinson and create a book. <laughs> right. That Just was reviewed options. by the New York Times.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Amazing. Yeah, I read it, and I am, I'm a subscriber to the New York Times book review.
2: Captain's so the last like, person I'm who has, actually reads I'm such, it yeah, I was as so a person, paper I was reading ah, it I'm, I'm, so I'm like glad. I
1: think I turn to Randy I'm reading it in bed like very and I'm like I think this guy is going to be on the podcast I'm Yeah
2: like, <laughs> I'm so glad I have to say I uh, I did my first interview on uh, Arabic television yesterday so I'm I'm very relieved to be doing this in English I'm ha- I'm I'm down to talk about anything Do you speak Arabic? Well, not really good enough for live television, but... Uh, live TV. Yeah, but we went, we went through with it, and uh, s- s- nobody, I haven't gotten hate mail or anything. So, <laughs> so far, so good. So far, it's definitely... Heard... No news is good news. Definitely better than, like, personal essays I've written. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> no hate mail at all. And you have been yeah. recruited to join the Mossad or anything with that ability to... No, <laughs> it's so sad. I really feel like, you know, a lot of people that studied Arabic in college in the U.S., I met my girlfriend, actually, uh, at an Arabic language summer program uh, just after college and a lot of us afterwards were like look I don't really want to be in the CIA right. but like why are they calling <laughs> <me>? right exactly <laughs> <laughs> <They're awesome. laughs> like what am I doing what? wrong you yeah, know I thought I'm, it's you know nobody I'm clearly not a... yeah nobody wants my skills to use like over complicated Arabic words and not really good enough conversation nobody wants that really nobody, <laughs> nobody? yeah all right okay well we will <laughs> sit here who was it who are you talking to uh, Al Hora television uh, they're kind of all over Shut all up. over the Arab world Shut up. What do they think
1: of it? What's the response? Well, um, yeah, what's the response to the book? The things are been airplane? really
2: good. I mean, uh, one of my favorite things is to get emails from people that, you know, I just wouldn't have reached otherwise. Got a letter from somebody in Amman, you know, who's like, yeah, you know, the whole way that everybody talks about the Middle East and about relationships between people in the Middle East and America is really bullshitty. And it's, it's grounded in this language of fear and everything. And just to hear, you know, a Jordanian woman have kind of the same thoughts that I do it, it's something that feels uh it feels really good.
1: Yeah, you were there before I met you I'm guessing, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Before uh, you went yeah. to China. Yeah.
1: And how long were you there in the Middle East for?
2: I was uh, I moved to Abu Dhabi for a job for about a year and a half and uh, it was like right when the Arab Spring started so I Oh wow. I you know when you, you live in the Gulf is a place that like is for the most part very calm. Uh, and there are a lot of expats living there, like very much like China in a lot of ways. Abu Dhabi and Shanghai always felt super similar. In what way? Just that a lot of people that were there who weren't from there had just come to basically escape everything else start uh, over and live a kind of life that was comfortable in a way that they just couldn't have anywhere else. Okay. And and then so you've got Sounds like population yeah. Was the I mean? pay
1: really high for most people? Is that what it was? Yeah,
2: it was high and it was also like everything else was basically free. Like so many things were cheap. Uh the the basic framework of of businesses over there is they pay for apartments and you don't really pay taxes in the US. You're not paying taxes in the Emirates. So you're like all my money is just money Whoa! and uh, you know I get the best Indian delivery I've ever had for five dollars and uh, the beach is right there like I guess I'm rich now is this what like is yeah. this what that is like I don't understand am I you know what I mean and uh, you know and then it's set up as a country of kind of excess and, and leisure in a lot of ways you know Uh um, you know 20% of the people are from there and 80% of people are foreigners Yeah, and so the country has just kind of sprung up in the last 50 years basically from, from nothing um, and you can live a real you can live a really 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 comfy life if you want to what were you doing what was the job so I was working for, uh, for New York University Abu Dhabi uh, NYU was starting like a whole like, campus over there Andrea Jones Roy did this in Shanghai yeah. yeah, she so talked they, about so it Shanghai podcast. was the next. Yeah, it was the next move. But Abu Dhabi was their first wow. uh, outside the U.S. full campus. Kids go for four years, um, and I was there just before, like a couple weeks before the first uh, round of students came. Um, yeah, it was. And you were there just, just to set it up. You know, they'd hired some kind of Arabic interested recent graduates just to do kind of whatever. It was really like flying by the seat of their pants. They're like, "We gotta, we're gonna make a university." And they they got a few of us. I was called a program coordinator. I just coordinated programs. <laughs> <laughs> it, did, it wasn't, there wasn't like a, like I worked in procurement and I, I planned fucking field trips to, can I say? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, okay. whatever uh, you want. can't say
1: procurement on this podcast. No, not no. procurement. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Don't allow I that. Like planned field Big trips word. to like Kuwait and to camel dairy farms, but also like help professors with their research you know like it was really bizarre they were just like we need people to do
1: but the kids who go to this are they there for it's just like a uh, a broad type thing or no, they there for four
2: years it's a whole thing yeah it's a whole thing it's right, a okay. whole thing so it was like 30% american super international people from the emirates and everything like so you were just there like experience. as a young
1: in your like early twenties just doing whatever they needed and making a ton of money and going to the beach and yeah. eating five dollar Indian food.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of that. That sounds like, great. Sounds like the life. So it's great except that like I hadn't come to the Middle East at all to be to be doing that. To live like an American lifestyle, to live like an upgraded American lifestyle. The reason that somebody like me was curious about the Middle East was, you know, a lot of that came out of just the shadow of 9-11 and feeling that we weren't really engaging with this part of the world as fully as we could be or as personally, um, that there was a lot of fear about this whole region. You know, we tried to learn a language to find a way in, stuff like that. Um, and just to go to a place and be super comfortable felt like a huge cop-out. You know? What year were you there? What year was that? Um, I got there in 2010, uh, in like August of 2010. And then the Arab Spring basically started in, in December. And then did you have to leave right away? No, because you know, in Abu Dhabi you wouldn't have known. Yeah, I was really at all Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah. Nothing nothing at all. Um you know, Bahrain, you know, kind of next door, there were things happening. But for the most part, you know, life was exactly the same. And that just made it more obvious that for people that had come to... Right, you are in the wrong place. You want to be the where place. the air spring is. To- we'd come, oh! We'd come a lot closer. You know, it's like you, you're going to the Bronx for Italian food or something. You're, like, going up to Arthur Avenue. Yeah. And, like, you get off at the wrong stop and you're at a Reed And you're like, well, like... They're like refrigerated meatball subs. I guess I'm close. Like, no, you're so, you're even, it's even worse. You want to be with the action?
1: It's a larger, like, when I was in Thailand and there was all those, whatever. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I I was like in Thailand and it's like luxury resorts and there was these crazy student protests going on you'd see on the news. Yes. And when I got back, people would ask me about them. Yeah. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I wasn't. Thailand I was not in the like that's not the Middle East no no, no it's different time I'm saying same oh, kind of experience. Like, oh. I'm not in the like you're like in a comfortable area like absolutely like you weren't like in most of the Middle East the countries you know
2: absolutely if you're interested in actually getting a sense of what's really going on it makes it so much more obvious that you're just not there you know um, and, and and friends of mine who studied uh, Arabic and went to places like Bahrain or Egypt or Tunisia they were like oh my god shit is popping off huh. And I was like, <laughs> so you could like, pl- you're so you making sound like a cool house party. Well, so like but none of them went there
1: expecting those things to the happen. The mean, app kind of came out of
2: no, they didn't. But at the same time, you know, if you wanted to understand a place and you were there, kind of where the heartbeat of the, of the region seemed to be, that still felt, you know, there is something. I don't want to say shameful, but something a bit, you know, iffy about being so excited by revolution. But everybody was excited. You know, the Egyptians that I talked to in my building were like, this is awesome. What do you think about our revolution? You know? Yeah. Um, there was that excitement of- <laughs> at first. And, and it, and it- it's kind of pressed in hindsight in some way. Although I guess Tunisia's. Yeah, no. I mean, a lot of things. That excitement always has to turn into you know this this initiative for change. And it says, well, you know, after after you follow that wave, you have to do something with it. There is going to be the hard work of actual development, and um, and that hasn't happened in a lot of places. For
1: sure. You think you should get on a plane, fly to Iran, and get in? Like I missed this opportunity, but no. yeah, we'll come <laughs> so about, I'll come come back now. Yeah,
2: yeah. I got a, I got a metaphor. It's
1: like being in Syracuse, New York, during Woodstock, <laughs> right?
2: 1969. Yes. And
1: you're like, I was close.
2: I was close. I was close. But but also, like, and you'd and you you'd moved to New York State because you're like, True I've be heard better. about New York my whole childhood. Summer day. love, you're I'm telling, in Syracuse. Yeah, you know what? Syracuse is beautiful in the summer. Oh, Calvin doesn't <laughs> it like own, it. He went to Syracuse. It, it is. is. I wouldn't have. My grandparents went to Syracuse. I wouldn't okay. exist if it weren't for Syracuse. Yeah, neither would I. I would. <laughs> and
1: and I, it sucks. <laughs> Syracuse is
2: horrible. Yeah. Um. Wow. But, okay. So then, would you? So you're like, I got to get in the middle of it. It was just a feeling that I had to. I had to travel. in in a kind of wider radius and I had to start going to the places where people said not to go I mean that was was a, a big part of the initiative at first was just people said you know when I was growing up and we were growing up in the states people said this whole region whatever the boundaries are which are kind of fuzzy uh, the whole region's basically off limits. Right. It's dangerous, and so because of that, it's just not worth...
1: Well, they don't even have to say don't go, because it's just assumed you're not going to go there.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. no one, There's no honeymoons in uh,
1: Afghanistan. There's no honeymoons
2: in Afghanistan, and there really should be... That would have been a good That's name for a great for book. name for a book. <laughs> 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 That's a sequel. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> sequel. That's a <laughs> great...
1: Oh! Ooh! Ooh! ooh. Uh, huh, what do you got? Billion dollar idea. Yeah. We all own a third of it, because okay. it's, it came up on the pod. Yep. Your next book... Uh-huh. I don't know if you're, what your status is with your relationship, but whenever you decide to get it's married, good. your honeymoon needs to be af- Afghanistan, uh, and the book's called There's No Honeymoons in you Afghanistan. You got to call. You yeah. pitch it to her, because
2: coming out of me, I've lost, I've lost some of, with some friends, I've lost some of my ability to pitch vacations. <laughs> they're like, yeah, but I don't trust you fully. Yeah, but this it's, is it. Is there
1: four seasons no, in No, we're Kabul? doing it for the book. For okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a money-making venture. I think of you're ma- you're wet, your marriage is off to a bad start if your honeymoon is for a book. No, you, that's why you let me <laughs> pitch it. You let me <laughs> But isn't that, isn't that modern
2: life now? Yes. It's like so much of what you're doing is for your own narrative. You got to show somebody it. Yeah, your, brand. Make, right. your, your, your brand, Your Hollywood, your brand. Your name's got to be on brand. brand. Yeah. Um, but no. But it was basically like, look, you know. I think I'd internalize this kind of hierarchy of forbidden places in some ways. You know, it's a ranking that makes absolutely no sense. But just in your gut, if somebody said Lebanon, you'd go, well, yeah, you know, it's out there, but Beirut and it's supposed yeah, it's to be a, fancy. I the know Paris in the Middle is, East. The Paris of the Middle <laughs> East. Absolutely. And somebody says Afghanistan, you go, that's worse, right? Like, so but, that means better. Be, yeah, worse yeah. means better for
1: you because right. you want to go to the crazy more authentic. Place
2: so i wanted all no I, co, I feel like is
1: uh <laughs> the uh,
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> all i wanted to do honestly was to was to push back at least once against the simplest kind of uh reputation the simplest stereotypes of the whole place you know where a country was branded by talking about brands you know where a country has a brand and it covers everything within its borders um you know indiscriminately It doesn't matter Whether you're in Kabul Or whether you're in the north Whether you're in a city Or you're in a rural mm-hmm. place It's all the same It's all Afghanistan And so it must all be Equally shit holes. dangerous <laughs> Shitholes <laughs> Swear to god That's exactly what it is yeah. And he had a shithole ranking By the way By the time
1: this pod Comes out February 7th he, uh, He's already said Ten worst things Oh yeah it's, it's it's, okay. it's it's, it's Shitholes I
2: wonder Shithole I feel like we will stick Because that encapsulates That's exactly how we thought about it. That's exactly how we think About these places Yeah
1: Shitholes yeah. And then maybe like That's why it's helping him He's speaking the truth
2: though <laughs> People think that way Well the crazy thing Is that like You know I was pushing back Definitely not against It wasn't It's not fake news Like when there is a story About you know A bombing in Afghanistan It's true it's, yeah. I don't think that's not true But you know uh, This is This is what happens When you get stories Only of a particular type You get the bombing stories But you never get like A thousand Afghans Have a dope picnic today You don't get oh, that story Oh I mean seven <laughs> <true>. seven <laughs> No but I I mean I think it's It's in some ways, it's such a simple realization. It's like, yeah, right, the way that we get our media is the same as somewhere. Like the, these, these, um, these gaps between what a place is really like and what you hear are always wide. It's such a simple idea. And yet, when we apply it to so many of these places that have been branded for so long, at least for the past you know 17 years of war or something, um, they've been branded so clearly with such a skew uh, towards the, the danger side. We forget to just apply. Well, look, Afghan, somebody comes back and says Afghanistan's dangerous, and you go, "But what about what? What are the other, What's the other side? What, yeah, what could be the other side?"
1: Um, were there people like you that you met out there who were also like, was there like this community of I don't know if backpackers is a term, but travelers who were all, all trying to do what you're doing, trying to go to like more and more dangerous places?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there definitely is that. And there is, you know, actual war tourism and stuff that's called like vulture tourism where people are happy to go into actual war zones. I wasn't trying to find actual war zones. So if I went to somewhere like, I mean, I went, I went back to some of these places. I went to Iraq kind of at the height, start of the ISIS push into northern Iraq. Jeez. You know, but we'd get to a place where I remember standing on, on a hilltop and we were looking out. And uh, it's, like, 40 kilometers away. And they go, oh, that fire, that's where ISIS is. That's where that's this town that they took.
1: So, like, what's that, 30 miles away, 25 miles yeah, away? Yeah,
2: but it's across a border between Iraq proper and Iraqi Kurdistan, which is a patrolled border, which actually it means something. It's a border that means something. You know, it's, like, right. it makes, it's, it's bigger than the difference between, like, you know, Pennsylvania and Jersey. They actually have policed the border and have different okay. visas, whatever. But it still feels really close. And to have that moment where you go, okay, it's close, and I see it, and yet it's still at a certain distance, Yeah, it makes it more real in a way that's, that uh, it, it reduces the fear, I think, pretty seriously, to know that you can still be that close, but also not to be in a dangerous place at all, like, we had just come from taking Jaeger bombs at a bar, yeah. and we were Courage shooting love air Jager rifles, bombs. like... <laughs>
1: I've always heard that about the Kurds. Oh my God!
2: More than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> do they really? <laughs> I, I don't want to generalize, but I have had more that night than do. the entire rest of my life combined. For wait, sure. where? I just at a bar in, in Iraq. In, in, uh, in Iraqi Kurdistan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured. Yeah. That. So
1: wait, what's it? Yeah, what's it like there? I I can't imagine the Jager bombs. So that's a place where like uh, when there's actual bombs, you know? Ra- yeah. Well, Iraqi Kurdistan. It's a trigger. Good. We should change the name. Call them Jager bombs. And, and he's a trigger. People, yeah, yeah. that's right. No, they're not
2: as sensitive as Americans yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Almost, <laughs> almost nobody is, to be yeah, honest. I mean, not all the snowflakes over there. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> we'll get the there snow, but there yeah. are some big high mountains. There are some pretty mountains. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. how do
1: you end up in a bar doing Jaeger bombs with uh, Iraqi you know,
2: Kurds? This is this is like just what happens if you show up in a place <laughs> and you have. <laughs> that's it I you can stop that you
1: got the Jagerbomb look on your face you what the, happens this guy looks thirsty nah he looks it. like a guy you want to do Jagerbombs he let's does be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, a, I'm gonna go off from one What's right now that's a third book.
2: yeah looks like Jagerbombs Jager Jager are cursed in <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, you know I, if, you, if you show up in a place where you don't have like a lot of ideas about what, what it is you're planning on doing but you say I'm willing I'm willing on you know to meet somebody and say... I'm, up, a, for I'm up for anything. I'm up for anything. Now,
1: you don't want to be kidnapped by ISIS. You just, you know... But Absolutely. You're like, I'm,
2: I'm, for I'm down for whatever. Let's see what happens. Um, you know, they're, especially if you're, like, a young person out of college or whatever, you know, you're, people are really interested in a lot of the same things, basically, anywhere. Especially, like, if you're a guy and you're doing guy things, but it's not just that. Like, you know, <laughs> so, I met the browiest girls ever in Iran or in <laughs> Tajikistan, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Another name for it. everything's a book here. Proudest <laughs> girls ever in Iran. <laughs> That's <laughs> These are all chapters. <laughs> chapters. <laughs> we got to rewrite this all book. I mean, yeah. All I mean to say is, yeah, you go. Second on the, the Down for whatever. Down for whatever. You'll, you'll find your way into all kinds of stuff. Though.
1: So, are these uh, people that you're doing Jager Bombs with? Are these locals? Or are these mm. other
2: travelers like yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- yeah. This locals.
1: was, you know, Iraqi guy from
2: Erbil who's still. And still they're just of mine. playing
1: like, what, like. Jersey, like Springsteen's on. And they're like, who needs a Jagerbomb? Jagerbomb, you Jagerbomb, know, Jagerbomb. Mu- yeah, music could be whatever. There's a lot of. I'm buying around. Yeah. What kind of music? Like <laughs> hip hop or like
2: a- Yeah, there'd be hip hop. There'd be like you know maybe kind of Lebanese pop music and stuff like that. <laughs> there'd be like a lot of American stuff for sure. But there was a guy who came in and bought Jager ba- a hundred Jagerbombs. <laughs> That's what I think. It was of. a domino. It was a domino of Jagerbombs with fireworks in them for the whole bar. Just a chic or something? I think or what it was, was like, it? no. I think it was just like a rich businessman who was trying to impress the girl. He was with Or something. I
1: think that's what it was. About. But are the girls like actual like single women at these places? Or are they not like, in like,
2: Northern Iraq? Yeah, you know, uh, like you know, and and that's. No, I mean, different. like in I some like, countries, no, no matter like, who we hey, have on are, the podcast, it no, always are, they, are the girls there? This?
1: No, no, because I mean, in some areas, my friend <laughs> who lives my friend who lives in Kuwait, he, he goes to his bars or so you go to a bar, there's no women, right? They're not allowed, right? That's what I'm getting. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different places will be different for sure, but I mean, across a lot a lot of the Middle East, you definitely have places where, uh, I mean, most, most of the places are places where, where women are less in public, which made it really cool to travel sometimes with. I traveled with my girlfriend a couple of times, and I traveled with uh, girl friends of mine. Um, and that was cool because they had a kind of access that I, I didn't sometimes, you know, where they could meet women who were more trusting of them right off the bat and would bring them into um, their circles in ways that, you know, I didn't have access to. Was your girlfriend with you the whole time? No, she came to Abu Dhabi for about... Uh, a month and a half uh, while I was there, and then she went to law school. Uh, different, <laughs> different <laughs> how path. Long, how long were you there um, in total? I mean, how
1: long were you in traveling days. in total? Because yeah. I know you went so all over the place. It was
2: a lot of like it was a lot of short trips. I was living in Abu Dhabi for this you know year and a half or so, and I would go somewhere and then come back. And it was all you know, within the year else. and a half. Yeah, it was all within that. Oh. I mean, I've been back. I've been back to a lot of places since. Um, but you know, I I think you know, we talk about this hierarchy and, put, and wanting to go to dangerous places. Yeah. At, at a certain point, you realize, like, that whole impulse is pretty fucked up. Like, yeah. if, you, if you've actually... You, you've made a chart of the world in your head that says, that these places are more off-limits and so I want them more. It, for, it makes it so that you can never really engage with a place on its own terms. You know what I mean? You've gone in everywhere. It's like going on a first date and being like, I've heard that this person is creepy. I don't think so, but I'm going to go on the date. Right. And the whole rest of the evening... Is framed in terms of that initial uh, uh, fear, or whatever, and to go into a place and go, I think you're dangerous. Maybe you won't be, but I think you're dangerous. Maybe you're... it's bullshit. It's really bullshit, and it's really damaging. If you want to actually get a sense of what, so what, what life did is you like. do? Did you? So I, I mean I. You know, it was kind of pushing those limits at first. So, you know, I would go to, I went to Syria at the start of the revolutions, and people were like, "You'll die for sure." Like, yeah, I mean, that was a place where you know the State Department travel warnings were like, once you get off, you'll get off the plane. <laughs> protests could happen anywhere, uh, and then people shoot at people in the protests, and so you just can't know.
1: Oh, you like okay,
2: and just anything, you know. and uh, and when I got there, I mean, the truth was that protests happened on Friday afternoons. Right after afternoon prayer, uh, just outside the mosques. So like, if you wanted to get involved, you, you could, you know, but you, you absolutely weren't flying into, when you landed in Damascus, you weren't like, now I'm in a fucking shit storm. Like, yeah. Like, you, you weren't. Well, was this, that was, that was in 2011. Okay. Um,
1: And so what was your, were you trying to get as close to danger as possible without getting killed?
2: (laughs) Or was there another thing you were trying to learn? I think in some ways I wanted to find out where the borders actually were, you know? Like, not that I wanted to get as close as possible, but I did want to find out where, if there was danger, where is it actually? And to, to, in some ways, cordon that off and to redraw the borders of off limitsness in a place where they actually were. You know, that's like the, you know, that, that isis fire that was somewhere where i could go where i'm standing is for sure not dangerous i'm hanging out on the top of a hill at night with some bros yeah where that is doing yeager bumps (laughs) and where where that fire is is actually dangerous so if i was you know 8,000 miles away somebody might say iraq is off limits and they draw a board around the whole country sure and i could say well no let's let's instead of just let's draw a circle around where this is happening and to me it makes, it makes the whole world a lot less scary because you've taken this scary territory. It's Minesweeper, you know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> you figured out yeah. where it is. Uh, that's actually a problem. Um, so, what did you do with the Somali pirates? <laughs> so that <laughs> Speaking of way, Danger Dude, so I mean that's so that was kind of the end, you know, like these trips would lead to one another. If somebody you know, I come back from Syria and people said I couldn't go there and I went, Well, you know, maybe Afghanistan, maybe Pakistan where Osama's house was, maybe you know, Iraq. You went to, Osama's you went house? to
1: Bin Laden's house? I was
2: outside yeah, I don't mean After to be was, you know Tan yeah, I went <laughs> You right. call him Osama. <laughs> Osama. On, yeah. Well they call him OBL up there. OBL. Do OBL, they? OBL, yeah. Well, I don't know Shout anymore, out. but they... <laughs> <laughs> Shut <out. laughs> uh, Yeah, I was there about f- five weeks after he was killed. Oh, that's...
1: You were there Really? Yeah.
2: Was that close to... Was it like... Yeah. What was it like outside the house at that point? Were you, so they had soldiers outside the house then. At first, uh, at first, people had come up. Like, right afterwards, people would drive up and uh, take selfies against the house, and people were like, this is hilarious.
1: Right. It's like um, the opposite of really? taking a picture outside the 9-11 yes. memorial. It's actually totally... <laughs> I'm totally fine. Taking selfies outside. Of I took a picture house. outside the 9/11 memorial, and Cap thinks it was wrong because I <laughs> smiled.
2: <laughs> names.
1: What are you supposed to do? It's a picture.
2: It's 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 hard to know. This is why this is why uh, they like frowny face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, the OBL house is more interesting. It's like... It, <laughs> OBL house. It's, like it a, it's, it's very catchy. Like it's the new, new Anne Frank house, but it's more... I mean, <laughs> more interesting. He was hiding oh, out here. Omega,
2: beta, lambda house. Here <laughs> we <are>. OBL
1: house. The OBL house. Alpha, beta. That's what yeah. you want to do, Jager bombs. Yeah. Oh, oh the OBL, OBL house During They open Rush up week. So, uh,
2: Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, so they... At Wait, first, so did you
1: see the news, you zero dark 30, and then you just... I'm buying a ticket. It.
2: I'll be there in five days. So, so I had this. I had this invite. I had a friend who lived in Karachi, which is really on the opposite side of the country. Um, she had a grandmother who lived in Ephtabad, which is where, which is this town where, where Osama was found. And, um, <laughs> Obl, Obl, <Yeah>. and <laughs> and they they'd invited me to come, and uh, I this was part. It was part of the trip to Afghanistan, and I flew across to to Pakistan. Um, and at first they said, "Don't come." They said, you know, when I was flying in there, they said. Uh, Now they're arresting these people who they are accusing of collaborating with the CIA. So any kind of American is going to be in danger. Everything, like, there's a lot of suspicion. Bit of a hot zone.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even though. Well, it was a bit of a soft. It was was kind of awkward for them. Yeah. Yeah,
2: The Pakistanis. Oh,
1: exactly. Because they (laughs) denied he was there the entire time. And everyone knew he was. It was
2: was a super bizarre thing. For people in town, they they would say, in the same breath, they would say, um, We, he, we, he wasn't here. Uh, but we know everything and, and we would know if he was right cuz he um, was in an area that had
1: to be protected a lot of people said like they would have to know you were there
2: yeah or, and there're like, these the, big so houses so close to the military and- yeah yeah for sure and they would go we're 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 not we're nosy people so we know everything but also <laughs> we, we know that we let people like people live in these compounds with relatively high walls and they keep to themselves and you know uh, we don't know we don't know <laughs> and so there's so it's talking in circles. There's a lot of circles. Um, they would say, "Well, I, ju- I just don't know why they would have thrown his body in the ocean. That doesn't make sense." A lot of people thought, which is what you know the the, the U.S. Oh, did. conspiracy theories. Um, you know, basically to make it so that it wasn't a memorial where people would come to and say, oh, "This is okay. the house, and this is the body, and this is a shrine, and we'll do whatever." Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but after a month, you know, they started arresting people and cracking down. They were patrolling around the place, and feel um, so like I'm
1: going. I'm going there. I'm
2: going. I didn't. I didn't go at first when I landed. I didn't go because they were too afraid. And then once I'd gotten to my friend's house and her family had met me, um, it was largely because they were like, "Oh, you eat food with your hands, also. You'll fit in." <laughs> <laughs> because at first, at first, like the her grandmother was like, "You cannot send an American here. It's going to endanger the whole family." Yeah. And I got to Karachi, and they were like, "You like walking around barefoot. You're eating with your hands, like." You yeah. pa- is she
1: just saying you could pass a Pakistani, or
2: <laughs> it wasn't even like I can't. They, sure, being slightly brown can help, but I don't. I don't walk or move like a Pac- Like I don't. Right. I, okay. I. I
1: it's I not like can't. a test where they are like we're gonna arrest you. Let me see you eat 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 this bowl of food out right here. Oh, you're using your hands. All right, you're I fine.
2: something, but yeah, it was something way subtler than that. It was just look, you you are not everything that we expected. If we imagined some American that was just gonna be like just blasting Springsteen yeah. whatever and showing <laughs> waving up, and a like, flag hey, just wearing a baseball yeah, just cap dancing constantly just <laughs> yeah they're like nah okay doing drop me. kicks yeah she said she felt really bad I still, I still did you ever was it ever like you feel like irresponsible for sure <laughs> it was deliberately irresponsible honestly because yeah. people would say you can't go to these places you can't engage and I'd say really do you think so and they'd go well in some ways better safe than sorry but when you say better safe than sorry you make it so that you you end a discussion. You stop being able to actually have a conversation and to push back and say, "Well, here's actual evidence that I really found." You know, um, I I wanted to go maybe ten steps further than I thought your average person could. I guess just put out of, myself a like, contrarian. Out of, in some ways, like that's what a a good that's what good science would be just to push a little further and i'm not trying to push all the way until i get killed and i go cool that was the border right there that's where (laughs) but sacrifice yourself for science but to go you know in afghanistan or something where guys show up and they're supposed to drive me into the center of the country and the car that shows up is filled with four guys and it's just like a dirty white sedan and i'm going that's not the car that i expected if i had kids at home maybe i'd go Look, I can't just push this one because that's the thing that looks kidnappy. You're not supposed to <laughs> looks do that. <laughs> Especially like you, but if you sit so in the middle and then they're like, sit in the middle and you go, ah, uh, sh- that's how you get kid. Do your parents have a ransom fund set aside for you? <laughs> I had to just start lying to my parents. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, what'd just, you do? Uh, what'd you tell them? At a certain point, uh, Syria, like basically my first trip into anywhere that had a, had a real uh, reputation of danger, um, I told them I was going to Lebanon. I was, and I was going over the border to Syria, and they're like, don't go to Syria. Um, Somehow, like, Jewish mothers just know. They know. They know when you're not. This is like a Jewish mother's worst nightmare, this whole. Yeah. Uh, well, did
1: you just, I would just be calling my mom, if, oh, I, I'm in Syria,
2: I met a lovely girl. Uh, yeah. I met yeah. Another, <laughs> I'm th- another lovely girl. I met <laughs> a lovely girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> this, they, somehow they know, which is the craziest thing. Like, I would, I would land in Beirut, you know, and, and she'd go, oh, how is it? It's great, you know, and a few days later, I'd be in Damascus, you know, l- literally miles away, and I'd get an email from my mother being like, Hey, where are you? Like I'd gone from being seven thousand miles away to being like seven thousand and fifty miles away, she knew. and she's like, "Something's up. I yeah. think something's up." Um, they have ransom res- insurance. You just got to tell your parents. Here it is. Do
1: they have that? Yeah. I, I, for, well, I mean, like my ransom pa- insurance. Like all famous people have it. For instance, like people or people who are like rich who really? travel. Yeah, and it's people super rich people who travel.
2: They all have it That like, makes sense. I know
1: what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You, know,
2: you just got to. Yeah. I think, I, to be honest, like most, I was rarely actually in any danger. I mean, sure, there's always, there's always the possibility that something very anomalous can happen. But, but, you know, I mean, a lot of this really did play out the way that, you know, if you're friends who would see a shooting, a mass shooting or something in the U.S. and say, I'm not going to America anymore or something like that these played out the same way that those trips to America would like, and yeah. you're like i'm not i'm just like it's fine it's not at, at, at moments i really do see you know in afghanistan there three roads out of kabul two of them have taliban checkpoints you can't go you just can't do that it's like you don't. Wait, you went through that? No. <laughs> oh, okay. But there's a third the road fake idea that doesn't. You know, and so that see. difference is a real difference that actually matters. The and Taliban's got to
1: get their act together. Why don't they have that road? Yeah,
2: yeah they, exactly. <laughs> what are they doing? That's uh, that's uh, U.S. forces and coalition yeah. stuff. New Zealand. So all
1: those years, all those years, oh, wow. years of war, we've got that one road. We got we that got one <laughs> road,
2: which ain't, which ain't nothing. I mean, it makes it so that you know parts of the parts of the country are really different. Okay.
1: Is this addictive? Do you want to keep doing it? There's a
2: huge part of it. I mean, They're and so what's left? Like, North Korea. North Korea, is that it? No, so that's the thing. Like, What's more dangerous? Arabic's not going to help them there. So this is, it's like, it, the end of the book, and not to spoil anything, but I mean, a big part of this is about escaping from needing to frame the world in these terms. Okay. You know, that if you, it is, it is super addictive. The adrenaline rush, you know, I'm a uh, very obviously a neurotic Jew, and that means that you're thinking, you're anxious about things far into the future it feels like a huge relief to put your life on the line or to think you are, at least in some way, so that all you can think about is the moment, you know, and that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Um, And for sure that, that relief becomes extremely addictive. But what it takes to do is to frame is to, to, to see the whole world as like the series of off limits places in these really big fuzzy chunks. That's fucking bullshit. Like it's, and it's, it's really harmful and I don't we see that uh, we see that in American politics and the way that we, you know, craft policy is often based in these kind of oversimplified. So what
1: are you so what's the what um how can you frame it then, or wh- how did you change your mind when you were going into these places? Some, w- did you realize this at the end, or did you right. realize oh, it like yeah. halfway
2: along the way? Yeah, I mean, this to uh, get back to the pirates. I oh yeah, I, yeah we, we, never never to, what I we never I was going to say we never. The pirates. I mean, I really did run out of spots. I I I quit. <laughs> so you went to Somalia. I quit my I quit my job. Basically, like I was running around in circles. I made it so that I don't know if anybody from NYU is listening to this. I I didn't mm. turn into the best employee ever because I was like, this isn't what I came to do. I had a bunch of different bosses, and I can make it so that, like, I showed up at work forty-five minutes a month. Really?
1: We can edit this out of the NYU feed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Are they hiring? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, can, I can do four this. Five, you can do four or five minutes a month. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. go to Abu Dhabi. We can do this over the other over the phone for yeah. sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How's the internet speed? Um, but I just knew that that wasn't what I'd come for, so I quit, and I I went to Yemen uh, with a friend, and we'd heard. I mean, I still wasn't – like, there still wasn't the relief. If I thought that somehow I was going to climb, you know, high enough on that ladder of off-limits places and get somewhere and go, okay, I feel – I'm good now. But there's nowhere. There's no and end. There's no end to that because it's, it's bu- it was bullshit to start, and you yeah. can always keep putting things up there. Um, but we'd heard that there were boats to Somalia, <laughs> and, <laughs> and some, Somalia, I really do think that in that gut-feeling hierarchy, Somalia has always had a special place in America. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always you know oh, I mean the branding is just very clean <laughs> yeah. and I mean
1: real pirates
2: Re- there there are actual pirates I always wish um, they would have hook hands yeah. <laughs> yeah. just to
1: make me even more scary yeah. uh, it's
2: just so great they still have pirates yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: I know yeah, <laughs> something quaint about it yeah
2: it's such an I mean, old school profession yeah. I, I, it taps into so many things which is yeah and uh, and then to hear that there was a boat you're like the So I, you got on a boat? We heard there were boats the first thing we did we we got on, we were kind of road tripping south through Yemen we get to the port in Yemen first thing we did I mean I think this is mostly me and my friend being like what the fuck are you doing man okay We're you in this... pushed it it was it became this obsession it became this really like all consuming just what do I do in order to keep feeding this whatever had given me a little bit of relief, I went, that, I need more of that. You it's know? an
1: addic- addiction. Yeah. It's an addiction
2: yeah. that was used, honestly, to replace, like, actually growing up. Oh, your parents, seeing... I would have sent you some heroin or something, just to, like, right. get into this instead. Yeah, this Opioid. would be better. Yeah, it's a... It's we a... got a whole crisis
1: going back at <laughs> home. Like, it's just like yeah. methadone.
2: <laughs> what's the methadone for this kind yeah. of... No, for sure, and... Uh, to replace growing up, you were saying? Yeah, to replace... Think? Because, yeah. I mean, what's the... I think that was the biggest part of, of growing up, coming out of college and being like, I'm not really sure what I'm trying to do. Um, there are a million decisions to make. So I, mean, what, I
1: taught kids in China, less dangerous. Yeah. Sure. Could have done that. But, <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's ice cream it's, business.
2: Yeah. 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 Which is really, a, that was more of a choice than I made. I mean, so many of the things I was doing was to avoid choice. Same. Yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like the ways that we do that, come. I mean, they come out in different ways for different people, but a lot of the effects are sometimes... Similar in how you oversimplify, you know what you're not engaging with to make it seem like what you are doing uh, it makes more sense or is more worthwhile. And so you,
1: so yours manifests itself by you being on a pirate boat. So, I, <laughs> I, so, it, wasn't a, so it
2: wasn't a part. I just wanted to. So I, I thought if I get to Somalia, yeah. you know, that's the top, right? Won't I, I break the son, Like I'll have yeah. done the level. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll raise unlike, a flag. I'll, ra- you know. <laughs> I felt cursed in a way. I'm like, I'll I'll break the curse, you know. Yeah, um, and basically managed to to hitchhike on this on this <laughs> cookie boat. It was, a, it was a trader's boat carrying uh, a, a quarter million pounds of, of like tea Goldberry? biscuits. Oh, tea. Really? really like chalky. Not good. Like, uh-oh, Oreos, but worse. Well, that's where the pirates think. To Somalia? To Somalia from Yemen. But that's yeah. the key. You go on a boat
1: that doesn't have good merch, good stuff, and then people <laughs> aren't gonna, pirates aren't going to... Somali well, pirates. The, 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 yeah. Even the pirates have kids at home they got to bring presents too when true. they get home from That's pirating, true, but Somali
2: pirates. <laughs> raping never. and pillaging, they got <laughs> to bring some home for yeah. the kids. Maybe some cookies, some sea cookies. These boats, these boats were pretty safe, except for the fact that they were really old boats, and every once in a while they sunk. Now is this oh, like a? That sorry. was the danger, but the, the, and but they
1: probably have lots of life vests and. and you know? there, there might was, be life
2: vests, but there are also a lot of sharks. In, yeah. in oh in my that God! Part was of it safe?
1: safe? Because what Cap said? Because no one wants cookies. Or was it? Why
2: was it safe? It was safe from pirates um, partly because that particular stretch between Aden and South Yemen and uh, Berbera, which is the port that I hit in in what's Somali land. It's it's, uh, it's pretty different from the rest of Somalia yeah. in terms of kind of rule of law and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, that part, there basically aren't successful attacks. The patrols from the Navy and things like that uh, have done a good job of, of pushing that further out into the Indian Ocean. Um, and what, Not that I knew that when I got on the yeah, boat.
1: Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I didn't care.
2: I just I basically went, look, there, there are 10 guys on this boat. This is their job. They're doing this kind of thing. I want to hang out with these guys. I don't need to be safer than the 10 Tanzanians and Kenyans and Indian guys that are working this boat. So... That that's fine already. Um, was this a boat like,
1: I'm yeah. thinking like, um, cruise uh, ship like the shrimp boat <laughs> on Forrest Gump, or like is this is a big cruise ship? What no, type, what size yeah,
2: boat? more like that. It was like hundred feet long wooden. Uh, it's a dow, so it's not like not one that of these big, old, 100 feet. No, it's pretty short. Yeah, it's pretty it's short. Titanic. Mostly just tarps covering just tons and tons. How and tons long? Of we, how yeah. long was that trip? It was a day. One day. day It was one day long I think it was supposed to be faster But the boat was kind of broken So it was like chugging along oh And when god. you got off um, Were you
1: like I'm done I just took a boat no, To No So I got off
2: And I was like Now what You know and I, <laughs> Oh my god what I was went friend to, Just like Dude we gotta go home My friend by that point Had already left Yeah He, he well, had he left, left, me, you on, he left You go on the he, boat by yourself He left me in Yemen He went back He went back to Abu Dhabi He went I gotta go back to work And be a, be a human being And also like it was this process of waiting for a boat where it wasn't legal. You had to bribe people to get on the boat god. and waiting and we never knew when it was going to leave. Dude. It was the only reason that anybody would have waited and done it like, is is out of sheer obsession. So and how was
1: Somalia though? So Somalia
2: <laughs> I mean Somali, Somali, land. How was
1: Somalia? Yeah. Somali
2: land. So oh, It's beautiful yeah. in the springtime. It is. It was the winter it's really? gorgeous. It, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know No, swear to god. So Please ask I mean Somalia Somalia is actually Has really pretty I've never been to Other parts of Somalia You gotta go I, You gotta go I, I honestly would love to <laughs> uh, Don't tempt him they have, They're supposed to have Great beaches and Great fish uh, So Italian you know, architecture and stuff. Okay but, but then
1: You're still not done You still
2: like so, what, what, what? I, so that was me I was sitting in The capital of Somaliland Hargesa It's this cool town You can eat like good pasta There's ca- ancient cave paintings That are really cool Just outside the city But when you sit there for long enough and I had nothing else in my head that went, I'm going to go here next. You know, if I'm not fully satisfied, at least I have this next thing coming. I didn't have anything left. And I was really forced to see that I I was just, I was bored. You know what I mean? Like it was a, it's a fun town. I sat at the Oriental Hotel, drank really good tea, like hung out with some people and stuff like that. But like it was normal it wasn't i wasn't getting adrenaline in a particular way i wasn't able to just process novelty and turn it into uh you know some sort of distraction um and was a moment where i really had to basically just face the truth you know that i was going home that i'd left the job that i had to grow up in a certain way that i just really really hadn't um so what'd you do I, I went home and I, I wrote this book. went back to America. <laughs> oh,
1: really? Yeah. You know, what you could on. have done. You could have become one of those Russians who like stands on the top of buildings. Yeah. Without a rope, and you know, s- and see if they can still not fall off. I have you I, seen those guys cap.
2: No, you haven't. I, I don't know. Dude, a real there's thing. these
1: videos of these guys who stand on top of skyscrapers.
2: Oh, I have. Yeah, I have And they just it walk
1: without a rope.
2: I honestly, I, I, I don't not identify with that. You do, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what um for our listeners, what's the best place to get pasta though? In Somalia, (laughs) (laughs) so this
2: is like it's the only good. How's the the gravy? It's the only upshot. Amazing. (laughs) So it's it's the only upshot of like Italian colonial history. Yeah. A lot, uh,
1: of, lot of pod listeners
2: down there. Right. I hope so. Uh, they don't have
1: good radio, so they have the, a, a little. Yeah, they have veal down there? Yeah,
2: so you go to the you Oriental to Hotel. Try you walk the out. VL. I think you take a right and a try left out of the Oriental Hotel. Find right the first left. restaurant. Oriental and, Hotel. Uh, and it's mostly you eat pasta with your hand. I learned how to Now, were they pasta offended by the
1: term Oriental down there?
2: Or so the reason they called this place the Oriental Hotel in Somalia was that the idea of, uh, you know, h- hospitality in the Middle East, like, this is in some ways a generalization, but is. Is repeatedly true. Hospitality is uh, just a is a fact of life in a way that it is not. Yeah, American no, they're the really they're they're really hospitable. You, you oh, really? You don't oh, yeah. show up at people's houses, and I mean, you, like even the pirates insurance. offer <laughs> <your> cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you cookies. Guys were, but you know what and I mean? We're they, pirates, yeah. These guys, you know, they uh, so like. You know, offering somebody tea in a place in your house, a visitor is treated in a in a really special way, wow. um, basically everywhere. Uh, like, if you you know, if I got invited off the street to lunch in a place in Yemen, that's normal. It's really nice, but it's also normal. If that happened in New York, you'd be like, you're a fucking psychopath, absolutely yeah. not. Am I coming into your house? <laughs> um, so they called this place the Oriental Hotel because it was founded in the 50s, I think, and it was the first hotel... in in Somaliland and they went this is such a foreign concept the idea that we're going to charge people money to stay in our town oh that it's oriental it's an oriental concept and they might as well. There's nothing. There's nothing like only Orientals would pay. Oh. I thought Oriental no, was like a, that It was <laughs> Middle Eastern and yeah. Well, you
1: mean that just means for? That means like alien.
2: It just meant yeah. yeah it's just not from here. They Got might. It. They could have called it Occidental or far Western or yeah. something like that. But it, it just meant you know this is not. This is really not what we do here. Didn't tie the word Jew into it, so it's, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's <good. laughs> so, so you. So you came back and wrote the
1: books. You're like, I have to do something with this.
2: I mean, I think that that was a building kind of desire while I was there. Because, I mean, partly this was... At first, I think my parents and people that I heard that I thought of as educated people who still had these prejudices about big parts of the world, that was a lot of motivation. Some of that contrarianness, but also...
1: But I think the... Yeah, and then the idea of running away and all that, that, that's a whole different level that I think relates to a lot of people.
2: You know, it's crazy because, like... It's just a way for a kid who is thinking about a ton of different things. This, for me, was a way where they all sort of came together, where I could justify... A lot of different things of rebelling, but doing it for a purpose and running away, but technically running towards something, you know, and of just <laughs> fuck, you know, and I could turn it all into the same thing and say, yeah, what I'm doing is good, right? You know, like it feels good deep down because I'm getting adrenaline, and it feels good high up in my head because I'm going, this is like serving justifying a good, is, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I really did want to not confront fake news again you know but to contribute to like a much larger discourse where certain stories didn't exist and because of that we have these skewed perceptions about places and because of those skewed perceptions we start going
1: uh
2: i guess certain policies make sense in a way that they wouldn't if you saw things in a more complicated way well, great, and it's doing seemingly really well. You know, they don't even really tell me, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea.
1: It, wait, okay. who's the
2: publisher? It was Norton in the U.S. and the U.K.
1: Norton. Yeah. Well, based mm-hmm. on of reviews, though,
2: the reviews are all super positive. It's been really great, man. Um, you know, there, there have been, there was, there was, I don't know if I should even bring this up, you know, but there, there was some controversy in kind of literary circles in the U.S. from people Whose critique was largely, you know, if you're not from this part of the world, you shouldn't write about it. Oh, that's a whole.
1: Oh, fuck that. Cultural appropriation. I, literary world. We're, we oh. are alt middle on this podcast. So, no, I but that's mean, a major problem in the literary world in America at the moment. It's people saying that. And they, they say that about fiction, which is even
2: worse. You're you can't not allowed write about to. Characters. You're yeah. Right. You're only allowed to write about where you're from. That's a boring world. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, it's worse than boring in some ways. I think it's, it's dangerous because we have this gap. We have this communication gap in the U.S. between people who really do know about these par- these places people who really don't and in some ways we've lost the language to even where anybody could say a thing that the other side if their sides would even understand you know also it's with so far, you far. i mean if it based on what you just told me this is a story about you it's a story about growing up that in some ways i i would love it if people could read this in the same way that you'd read fiction or in the same way that you'd read any kind of coming of age story Yeah. like, this could t- like catcher in the Rye. You know, is, It just takes place there. It could be in the mid-Atlantic. Right. It, it just, wouldn't be that yeah. different. You could find dangerous things to, to satisfy some kind of right. stuff. for sure. You'd be on yeah. opioids, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not totally it's a metaphor. different. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Well, where can people get it? Uh, Anywhere. Well, well No, well, no, Walmart no. Stores? They can
2: only get it one place.
1: Amazon. Oh, here's <laughs> what they have to do. Oh, really? <laughs> and the only way they can get it to Amazon. The only way I think left on the internet to get to Amazon is to go through the Lost in America Lost in pod, in America pod. Uh-huh. website. Sure. Click the link in the yes. upper right hand corner. It'll take you back to Amazon. Okay. Get and the Abu Dhabi Bar Mitzvah.
2: That's it. Type that, sounds- that in. I also and moved it to the front of the Barnes and Noble by, right by the World Trade Center yesterday. I, I just took it and I put it in the front. You physically yeah. are going around yeah. to bookstores I, moving it. I, I, well, I, that's, I was, that's a great move. I've i was just about around. I I figured, ever, hey, if you know. I ever have a
1: novel published, I will definitely go to a bookstore <laughs> and just like, move it. Yes. I had a friend.
2: <laughs> I had a friend get caught doing that, which I think uh, uh, like for a writer, the most embarrassing right. thing. Well, you especially, you gotta, especially have, if he's known at all, like that's like <laughs> they just look at the back jacket. They're like, "That's you, you're that's you doing that, isn't it?" Yeah. I was
1: sitting there reading. Yeah, you read the book. You got to scratch your own back. Yeah, this is really good. You put it down. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You got to like your own posts, you know? Yeah, oh, God. Do, do you think, <laughs> do you think the, the algorithms know they tag you in some way? They're like, he, he did it again. We're going
1: <laughs> to <we're gonna, laughs>
2: send him ads. This for is a the literary
1: light. version of liking your own post. It, Dude, I'm moving myself
2: to the front. And then you get out of there. Nobody knows. Yeah. They, well, I, you
1: should, though, though, is you should just uh, uh, anonymously sign those copies when you're in the Barnes Noble. That's true. Ooh, then they ooh, can't return like, them. Then they yeah, can't return like, ooh, them. autographed copy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, it's better than a book sign. I feel like so. the, the final step of that is buying your own copies. People for sure do that. I luckily enough have enough Jewish relatives that are like, I bought eight. Nice. And I'm like, Thank. thanks, thanks, <laughs> Uncle Ken. Yeah. It's great. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anybody who has money on this also and is a writer, and then they—that's what they do. They just, they just buy all their copies. <laughs> I remember I read one time. It was like how to become, how to get on the New York Times bestseller list, and it was buy seventy thousand copies of your own book. <laughs> right. Seventy thousand. Seventy thousand was the number that they said.
2: Seventy thousand.
1: Yeah, wow. and it was like, yeah. if you can invest that, then you'll be on the New York Times bestseller list. And then when you're on the list, you'll make it all back because yeah. you're on the New York Times bestseller list. It was She's just that. like business strategy. Guys, yeah. do you realize if people buy 70,000 copies of this book through Amazon, how much money we'll make? Yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> like do it, Let's I support, I support <laughs> well, this entire well, Let's wet <laughs> <I> our <support. Yeah. laughs> really beef. Everybody gets a taste. Yeah. i just doing the math in my head. I'm getting excited. There are,
2: even picture, there are pictures inside. You don't even have to Read. read? You know.
1: Bob, wow. yeah. our, our, our audience yeah. isn't
2: very literate, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. so, so we got pictures people. <laughs> All um, right, let's get uh to the new, anything else to promote besides that?
2: Do you have any um readings coming up or any I do. I have uh, a a reading on the 18th at uh KGB uh 18th of January or 18th Oh, eighteenth of that's right. In the past, co- after, February had, 7th. after February seventh, after um, February seventh, there w- there will be, I guess, uh, links. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to London uh, pretty soon, and then Ooh, I'm la-la. back here, and I'm around through your website. Of, uh, yeah, on my website, yeah, adamvalenlevinson dot com and Adam Vallonlevinson. Yeah, the double last name. That's that's made life uh, very difficult. Fantastic. <laughs> All
1: right, we're gonna do the news. You want to stick around for sure? Okay, cool. Yeah. What do you mean? Let's get to the <laughs> news. <laughs> <laughs> we got old news wrapped
0: up in old blues. We can't afford the call. No, we don't
1: know where. All right, we're back with uh the news. All right. Adam's still here. What's in the news on February 7th? First <laughs> news story. Oh, this is because we, we met in China. As mentioned earlier, I wanted to give us a China story to start okay. out. Chinese. This is from the Shanghaiist.com. Okay. Chinese communist rap <laughs> is really taking over the airwaves, apparently. Wow. In his baseball cap and baggy yellow T-shirt, the rap star Li, Li Yijie better known by his stage name Pissy, Pissy is an unlikely <laughs> face of China's straight-laced ruling Communist Party. Wow. His group, Tianfu Shibian, has won fans and the support of the party's youth league with songs like Force of Red and This Is China that chime with President Xi Jinping's nationalist vision of China and its place in the world. Now, I have also have a couple, I just got to read this, I have a couple quotes from this guy, from uh, Pissy. We need to stand up and say, why can't younger folks be more patriotic, said the rapper Lee during an interview in Beijing. We need to step into the system. He said, if the post-90s generation don't enter the system, what is our co- country going to do? So
2: this is what <laughs> hip hop has become in China. That's it. That's the whole story. How, how much is he getting? Like, How much do you think there's, there's a, this is a good sponsorship deal? You know what I mean? He's, you think he's getting a lot of money to do this? I cannot imagine any other setup.
1: I feel like that's probably, they, they co-opt, they've co-opted him in some way, which they do with businesses all the time, sure. right? They're like, well, listen, like, like they went to Google, like Google, if you want to stay in China, you have to give us all of the information and everyone you have in Gmail, we right. need, and they were like, okay, we can't do that, we're out, but other companies do it all the time. So now, I love how they're now they're doing it with hip-hop. Yeah. Which is the that's ultimate, I mean, like the roots of hip-hop are long gone. That's really
2: jumping, yeah, sell, selling out. <laughs> it's like, literally. It- the same thing happened in uh, in Egypt. Uh, there'd be these amazing pop songs, super catchy. Uh, there's one called CC at IEC like CC my president yeah and you know it's like this dictator had come to power but then you'd get these like real bangers you know and, <laughs> and, and, like, I'd have Egyptian friends in like California would be like driving down the street like listening to him like uh, just really guilty being like I don't like this I don't like where this is going but like it's good gosh, do you yeah. think like secretly like Jay-Z is writing all this music for them <laughs> Wait, Trump's gotta <laughs> like,
1: hire a hip-hop star to like he's that's <laughs> what I was thinking yeah, yeah Trump Trump needs to get this going for him Yeah. Great Simpsons episode where Bart is a boy band. There's like this whole boy band created, but it turns out it's like if you play the song backwards, says join the navy. It's like a whole propaganda. <laughs> What's well, Isn't Kid Rock pro Trump? Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, he is. is. Him okay. and him and Scott Bayo could start a. He needs to drop some music. <laughs> no, but you know how? Did you ever hear that like um, uh, Beyonce was being, was paid a million dollars to perform for like some like dictator? I don't know.
2: Somewhere in the Middle East. Somewhere you went. These things, yeah. They I feel like yeah.
1: now probably Jay Z. It's not beyond like hip hop, American. Yeah, Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah for he Gaddafi, used to get, not just oh, her. Right. Others perform for her. So. Yeah, she got a million defense. bucks to perform for Gaddafi. Um, hey. Got to eat. You got to make a buck. Exactly. (laughs) Do you? They're not missing. No. They're they're losing all that money in the nets. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. who, I mean, what's our going rate to do a live pod for a dictator? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good, now we're thinking, fuck the Amazon click through. Let's get dictator money. (laughs) I feel like I will say anything you want for whatever country you, uh, Adam's been to. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know 5,000 bucks What do we need That's it That's your <laughs> No I should not Have My to work for a year My principles start A little higher I should not have that's, to Work for a yeah, year yeah, So that's it. I don't know In New York City I don't know 200 grand Yeah done i mean, really nice. 200 grand each Book Next it. story <laughs> An Israeli This is from the Independent UK An Israeli judo champion Who won a gold medal At the Abu Dhabi Grand Slam judo tournament This is very This is for you Wow Yeah this is he, did, he won by default Is that where this is going Or no Nobody uh, would find him. Yeah, not, no, it, no, he was forced to quietly sing his national anthem to himself during the medal ceremony after organizers uh, right. refused to play the. Hatikvah. I'll answer that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, it, or raise the Israeli flag. Right. I, I remember this on the news. They, I saw this on the news. They raised, like, they played the song, like the International Judo song, because they won't acknowledge Israel exists. So they played, right. like, the International Judo Association song. Yeah. And, he, and they raised, like, a flag of the Judo Federation, <laughs> which is so... Yeah, that's what it was. Isn't that more insulting than just, like, making an announcement we're not going to... Well, gonna, joke's,
2: like, on, joke's on them, isn't it? It still has Jew right in the name. I was yeah. going to
1: say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they can't escape the Jew anywhere in there. <laughs> so is that really... Oh, my God. That seems a little intense to me, but... Uh. Yeah, like, def- I, don't, I don't know if this is the same tournament or a different example, but because I was... But, like, there have been, in Judo, I know there's been, like, guys who are fighting, like, a, an Israeli guy's is fighting, like, a guy from Iran, and the guy will, like, default like they get out on the mat and he just defaults immediately. And like runs away, like the Iranian, because he will not. They will not, They're not allowed to fight. They're under so much pressure. Wow. Like they're not allowed to fight Israelis or because if they lose, they could get killed. Like the soccer player. In yeah, like they Columbia. won. Well, in soccer, Israel is not in the. Um, they're in Europe, for this reason. Because yeah. they once won a tournament. I know the Israelis won like a soccer tournament in the 70s before mm-hmm. that when they were in like the Middle East bracket because mm-hmm. everyone like defaulted.
0: So they, they forfeit it. I mean, all they're not like, allowed to touch a Jew, they, or what No, is no.
1: It? They just they don't acknowledge Israel exists as a country, so they won't right. play them in a oh sport. So yeah. They forfeit it. So we the Israel we did win a tournament once. It was some very small. So what's couple. like the plan? Like, <laughs> so did they this, just did this is judo? They just assume that the Jewish guy would never win because like Jews aren't good athletes or like uh, yeah, what? Uh, yeah. Like, did they not foresee this as a possibility that it could I, happen?
2: I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Someone
1: I, ran and quickly <laughs> got the judo flag.
2: I guess I feel like this is what's happening in the Olympics now. You know, it's like there will be Russians competing, and, but they can't. It's not under. You're Russian right. Flag Russia anymore can't compete they'll, as Russians. They'll have like the Olympic flag. You know, this is it's like the catch-all for people who don't. Is that it? Exist. I, mean, I
1: saw the Saudi is having a chess tournament, and like obviously Israelis, and like mm-hmm. basically Jews aren't going, and like also a lot of women are not going. But yeah, they're really I mean, the quality of chess. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. If you can't I Jews some, yeah, some Russians are good Who aren't Jewish down. But you know Yeah it's, uh, I mean Matt, that, that Swedish guy I guess he'll win But <laughs> uh, This is a gambling tip By the way I just thought of If Israel ever Were going to make The World Cup Yeah you could just bet on them because you know if they somehow got through and had a face like a, a you know they face enough they have the right bra- draw they'll just <laughs> they can the, run the table <laughs> Iran will just dive on the sidelines right. before they Until, even start I mean obviously when they face Brazil they'll just they'll uh, carry themselves in a 10 nothing but you're but, saying you didn't feel any there was no uh, anti you didn't feel anti-semitism or how to f-
2: no I mean some of it was a was a bureaucratic thing I remember when I was moving out there uh, somebody at HR uh, at NYU where I was working called me up beforehand he said listen uh, you know for your visa, you got to pick a religion, and it's like this old, basically drop-down menu. Uh, yeah, uh, Jew's not a choice, you know. Oh, really? It's just not on the list of things that you can be, you know, when you're moving to the Emirates. Right, wow. you can't. On have- one of the forms, on some other form, I think it was fine, but it just it wasn't so like. So, what'd you put? NYU tripled the, uh, quote-unquote, uh, Buddhist population. Of <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought you were going to go, like, Presbyterian or something. No, that's... Something ridiculous. really benign. No, this is... It just didn't even feel like a conflict. It was like, they all get together and, and... That's uh, true. It's a weird yeah. thing.
1: Like, Tribeca used to do, like, a film festival in, uh, in Doha, where, like, you couldn't... Yeah, like, you couldn't have your passport if you've been... They'd be like, well, if your passport says you've been to Israel recently, that'd be bad and really... Yeah, it's like, but it's like a weird thing. Cause I want to do like a film festival, right? Obviously, it's gonna be a lot of Jewish people at the film festival in general. So it's not really anti-Semitic. It's more like a show thing. It's, yeah, a like, lot of
2: it is for show. Yeah, and it's, it's just for like, other countries and for it, just this kind of, you know, presentation. Yeah, other But like, on a on a day to day basis, I you know I felt like people who are Jewish who actually felt they're like I better make sure not to tell anyone. And I would obviously almost in a trolley sort of way like drop that as a bit of information. Oh, that's Whatever. what I you know what that rem- and nothing would ever happen. You know? Is
1: it like how like uh, idiot Americans put like a Canadian flag on their backpack when they travel? Maybe. But I would always like troll I would always be like no, I am I would never do that.
2: No. I would yeah. never put a Canadian flag. I mean, I get that. I just I, I'm also too curious to know what the actual truth is. Yeah. Right. So yeah. That, yeah. Being you fake,
1: know, you're not going to find out what people are actually You're never going to find
2: out and your fears are going to justify themselves. Think the, if compared forever. to you, you're going, you're taking a boat to
1: Somalia yeah. and these people are too scared. To even put an Ameri- like uh, to n- no not even n- no one puts an American flag in the backpack. People just don't put any. <laughs> well, you know, just, uh, you, but Somali- they like proactively like I don't want someone to not like me. I yeah. mean, I, the Somali pirates were coming. They were about to take him, and they saw like, he has a Canadian flag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they <laughs> let the they let he, the. Uh, uh, they know they could have got a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. That's our podcast, Adam. Hey. Thank you for doing it, man. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. Everyone buy your book. It sounds awesome. Everyone get the book. I'm getting it. That is all. Through Amazon. Through Amazon. Through LostAmericaPod.com. Cap, what we do? Let's get lost. Get.